A rabbi said to a bright six-year-old boy, so your mother says your prayers for you each night at bedtime. Yes, yes, she does. That's very commendable, said the rabbi. What does she say? The little boy replied, thank God he's in bed. <laughs> Though sleep is important, so is being awake. Especially when you have a job to do. The lesson is called Awake Sleeper. And the first point is in the storm. The first point is in the storm. There are many storms in life. Financial, health, relationship, yes, even the spiritual. The spiritual can whack us with very difficult storms. These storms bring out those two distinct differences that some of us have, especially in our walk. The fight or flight concept. Neither of these things really work, if you think about it. The only way to handle an issue is head on. You might be thinking, well, that's the fight concept. No, not from my point of view. In scouts, sometimes great storms happen. In the summertime, rain, and it just pours down, and it soaks that ground so much, I know we don't know what that looks like around here. But back in Iowa, those storms happened consistently. We would have our stakes buried in the ground to keep our tents up. And that storm would come through and what would happen? Can you imagine? The ground would be so saturated with water, the stakes would start to give up their strength in the ground. And suddenly during the night, your tent starts folding in, folding in. And what you start feeling is these pelts of water landing on your back and you're going, hold on, I thought I was inside a tent. Well, the first thing you can do is you can run away. You turn over in your sleeping bag and hope somebody else fixes it for you. Or you can fight, which means you're punching the tent above you and going, ah, and you're just yelling at life. But the big deal is to go, what do I need to do to fix my tent so I can get back sleeping? Well, you have to put your clothes on. You gotta unzip that tent, though it's all laying on you. You gotta go out and get wet. And then you learn the great lesson of rocks. You know, rocks really help keep tents, pegs in the ground. So you learn from that point on, whenever I build a tent, make a tent, in that ground, I'm always gonna have a big old fat rock right on top of that stake, because who knows if it's going to rain. So you learn to fix things. You learn and grow. But sometimes 
you don't even notice the problem because you're so tired and exhausted until the next morning when you wake up and you go, what is this green canvas doing on my face? I think that's what happened with Jonah. God wanted him to go on a mission to Nineveh. Jonah went the other way. He was exhausted from running. Of course, how can you run away from God? He was so exhausted that when he was in this ship, escaping the other way, he was asleep. And he didn't wake up. And the captain or the crew had to go down below deck and say, wake up, sleeper. Call to your God so that we can find out what's going on here so that we can be saved. Because they had to throw out cargo and other things, trying to figure out how they can stay afloat. And of course, Jonah, being the honest man he was, though he wasn't the most obedient, said, this is happening because of me, because my God is the God who created the heaven and the earth. And he's mad at me because I'm running away from him. What? Jonah chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Then the mariners were afraid and each cried out to his God and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, what do you mean you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God, the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. He's not like Jesus when Jesus was fast asleep on the boat. No, he was exhausted. He was running from God. He wasn't doing God's will. Calling on God was primary for the Apostle Paul. He was in a, a shipwreck himself, wasn't he? And in, in many other situations that he had to remember, God is here with me. You didn't have to tell him to wake up, sleepyhead. And of course, I'm referring not to the physical, am I? I'm referring to the spiritual idea. Are we following God? Or are we not following God? If you're following God, you're awake. If you're not, you better wake up, sleepy, because you got a job to do. Paul was doing and living God's will, for he was not asleep to the Lord, Lord's will, even in the storm, according to Acts 27, verses 21 through 26. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of, the, of God, of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. 
And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have told you. But we must run aground on the same, on some island. Awake, sleeper. A storm is coming if you're not in one already. The second point is get ready. As parents, we often take the role of the alarm clock, don't we? Wake up, get up, time to go to school, time to catch the bus, hurry up. It's time to go to church. It's time to get to class at church. We gotta get up. Don't be late. Now, some people, like my son Connor and even Katie there, rise quickly. Boy, you don't have to say much to them. They're almost, they're, they're, their brain's wired such a way, they're already awake. They're just going. But then there's others. Ah. Oh, slow to move. That's me. Slow to move. I got this sleep in my eyes. My head's a pounding. If I open one eyelid, the light will rush in. That'll give me a headache. Ah, that's terrible. Yet the process to wake our minds sometimes might take a few hours. How many kids have you seen in school? Even by 10 o'clock, they're like, I'm still waking up. Oh, I had math class this morning. That's a terrible doozy to deal with right in the early mornings when my brain's not even fully functional yet. I think all my college math classes were at 8 a.m. Terrible. Maybe that's why I didn't like math too much, Cooper. Didn't like that. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. The time has come. You must wake from sleep. As Christians, we woke up a long time ago. Or at least we should have. When, brought, when we were brought into Christ through baptism. But life is not over at baptism, is it, Justin? No, it's just beginning. It's not a good idea to fall asleep again. You realize I'm not talking physically, right? I'm talking spiritually. We should not fall asleep. We should be awake. And as awake people, we should be focused on the things we need to be about. Were the apostles aware of the coming destruction of Jerusalem that happened in AD 70? I think so. Did they know when the time would be? Did they have clues? Of the many Caesars who would persecute Christians, did they know that persecution was coming? 
Was there persecution going on? Do you realize who the Caesar was when Paul went to Rome? You ever heard of Nero? Stay awake. Don't fall asleep. You've got a job to do. Things are happening. And of course, the end of time. We know that that's coming. Should we fall asleep and not be ready for the bridegroom to come? Or be like the five virgins who weren't ready and the door was closed behind them? Stay awake. Be ready. Did Paul or the other apostles ever encourage us to fall back asleep? How do we get ready? How do we get ready? Well, we got to get the spiritual sleep out of our eyes. A solid meal of spiritual nutrition. Well, I tell you, that helps me go. It might, going along with, if you missed Justin's class this morning, I'm sorry, but there's too many references in my mind right now. That nutrition's going to make us fat. <laughs> right, Justin? Fat for sacrifice, fat for the slaughter, fat for the work that we need to do to be healthy. We need that nutrition, prayer, and overall that spiritual armor. Of course, Paul talks about that, and we know that in Ephesians 5 or 6. But Paul in Romans chapter 13, verse 12, calls it the armor of light. Verse 12 says this. The night is far gone. Your life before Christ is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. You've awoken. You're awake. Get rid of everything that holds you back. Stand up and get ready and put on the armor of light. And don't take it off because your job is not to go back to sleep. Stay awake. And stay ready. Paul said, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Romans chapter 13, verse, second part of verse 11. Now that's a little confusing, but... Sometimes when you read Paul's stuff in Romans, what is it confusing? But when we were baptized in the Christ and forgiveness of our sins, we have salvation. We understand that. But he's also referencing, or so it seems in chapter 13, to the idea that you've got to be ready for something going on now in your life. 
That salvation might be the result of your death when it's set in permanent stone in heaven. It's closer now than it was. What could it be referring to? Does Paul know something that's going on with those Christians at that time? Who is Nero? You know what Nero did? Nasty fellow. Did you know he made Christians the scapegoat for a lot of his problems? As well as Jews, but Christians in particular. Throwing him into the animal dens. Letting dogs attack and rip them up and kill them. Even putting them on porches in his garden. Where he would cover them with stuff that he can light. For salvation is nearer to us now than we first, than when we first believed. The Roman Christians weren't perfect, nor are any other Christians. But they had challenges to work on, just like we all do. What justification by faith really is? Paul really hammers that. Influencers like Judaizing Christians... Oh, trying to take them to a different gospel. Obedience, loving each other properly, judgmentalism, submission, etc. Real persecution. Paul says, stay awake. You got that armor of light on. Don't take it off and fall back to sleep spiritually. You got a job to do. And that job might Take your life. Guarantee you the rewards are much better. As our brother Owen pointed out. What can heavenly riches compare to the riches that we have in this world? You see our walk shows our readiness. Our walk shows our readiness. If we fall back into worldliness, we fall asleep spiritually. Romans 13, 12 and 13. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. I wonder if some of the Roman Christians were falling back into those lifestyles. You see, we need to stay awake always. And we need to keep the Lord on always. Romans 13, 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to gratify its desires.
There's a storm coming for all of us, isn't there? Thankfully, Jesus Christ has won the war. Will there be another Nero? Will there be another Caesar? Will there be another difficult time? Will there be family members who turn their back on Christ? Will you be tempted to fall back asleep into worldliness? Well, Paul cries out and he says, don't fall back asleep, but stay awake. Stay awake. The lesson is called Awake Sleeper. The first point is in the storm. The second is get ready. And the third is stay ready. If there's anybody here concerned about being asleep when they should be awake, I don't think it's an accident that our young adults are maturing so well. We have people here of a good age, our elders, who know how to keep people awake and heading in the right direction with the armor of light. That's the only, only thing that will sustain us and to keep us strong until salvation comes. If there's anybody here today has any prayer requests, please come forward now as together we stand.